Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Accounts, descriptions, and samples of this audio may not be disseminated without the consent of its creator or TJ DeSantis Productions, LLC. For information, email Productions at gmail.com. Here's your host, TJ DeSantis. Hey everybody, it's Beatdown Between Rounds. I'm TJ DeSantis. I'm tired. Really tired. So tired that I don't even know if I'm gonna make it through this broadcast. Uh, here to keep me awake. Um Nick Albert. Hi. Hi. Hey, guess what? Chicken butt. Guess who? Chicken poo. No, we don't have to talk about judging this week. You sure? I mean, is referee a judge? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, like, we're still going to talk about regulatory issues. I promise you that. Yep, but it's not it's not actual judging, so we get a week off from that. I'm, I was actually really excited watching the fights, just hoping there wasn't a horrible just decision that would drive you absolutely crazy. And then, well, what happened happened. See, there was a horrible decision on Saturday. That decision was to wake up at 3 a.m. so I could get to the studio in time to watch the main card. And then do beat down after the bell with uh, Eddie Alvarez. And uh, yeah, not a good decision. Very tired today because of it. Because when you wake up at 3 a.m. on a Sunday and you get done with radio by like 8.30, doesn't mean you get to go back to bed. No. Yeah, that means your day is starting. Yeah. Are you the flummiest man on the planet? No, I was literally taking a drink right when you started talking. Because yeah, but I was that was flim. Sure that my- that was phlegm. No, what are you drinking? It wasn't even phlegm. Uh, Lucas Aid. Who? Lucas Aid? Who's? Who is the aid to Luca? It's the same thing as Gatorade, but it's the Gatorade over here. Does it have electrolytes? Rondo's yes. got electrolytes. It's powered by glucose. All right, I feel like I'm going to send you to Friday Night Rehab where, where you will take on Beef Supreme. Beef Supreme? You've never seen Idiocracy. 
uh, no, I have. I'm living in idiocracy, but I haven't seen it in a while. Now I need to actually go back and rewatch it. It's been far too many years. All I remember is the energy drinks. Brondo. It's got electrolytes. It's what plants crave. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, no, I don't remember where I was uh, before. You were talking about the morning. And yeah, just I, I went home. Yeah. My kid's like, let's go to the park. And it's like, okay, sure. And it was a very long day until I get to go to bed last night. And then you know what happens. It always happens. When, when I go to you bed, could, I can't sleep. I was going to say, you couldn't fall asleep. So you're up angry. Nah, I wasn't that's... angry. Not angry at all. Oh, okay. No, just tired. Um, I fell down the rabbit hole last night. Like, I was pretty tired. But I, I started watching the uh, HBO mini documentary series McMillions. Have you seen this? No, I scanned by it the other day, and I I kind of know the backstory, so I heard it's pretty good. But I haven't had a chance to deep dive it. I'm right in the middle of Hunters. Hunters. Yeah, Is that like Tim Sylvie and Chad Mendez's show. Uh, no, Hunters? it's a bit. It's a bit. Uh, it's it's got Al Pacino in it. Oh yeah, yeah the uh, yeah the Amazon show. Yes, that one. Let's not talk about it. I don't know how to that, like, gently talk what, about that topic. Why do you think I was trying to just go around in a circle and go who's in it that he'd know? Oh, Al Pacino. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> let's see here. McMillions. McMillions. Uh, you grew up. Well, I mean, you're a little bit older than me. Um. But you you played the the McDonald's uh, Monopoly game growing up as a kid. I'm sure. Uh, do they still do it now? I think they might. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they do it over here. But yeah, you know, you'd go in and you'd be like, "Yeah, I want the large fries," or you'd get a big Coke, even though you might not drink a soda from there. But you get the big Coke just so you'd have the peel off and win sticker thing. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently, no one from 1989 to 2001 legitimately won the big prize for McDonald's. It was an inside job. Oh, okay. Well. Great story. No, I'm. it's actually very intriguing because now I have to find more hours in the day to be able to binge watch this. Yeah. How many episodes in is it? Uh, four. Oh, that's enough. I, I could binge that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the new one's on tonight. So, I don't know. Do they have HBO where you live? Uh, yes, we have HBO where I live. What do you mean, yes, we have HBO where I Like, there was some snark HBO's involved global. There. Yeah, I don't know. We don't have BBC where I live, you dickhead. <laughs> God. Well, we don't have PBS. You're just proving my point. Yeah, but PBS is public broadcast, whereas BBC is the same thing. It's paid for by the public. Okay, I'm even to be more of a pain in your ass. I'm gonna say, well, yeah, we got BBC America, dickhead. So I don't know. I think I just like counterintuitive to my own point, but what I'm like I said, I'm tired. Well, I know, but so much profanity and anger at me. Have I said anything that you couldn't say on the radio? No, uh, nope, probably not. Uh, uh-uh. uh. See, you you know better than I do. I do. That's why I've been stuck in this 
industry for as long as I have. You know, yeah, but you love the industry. If I would have just dropped an F-bomb like 15 years ago, I'd probably have a real job with a 401k. But instead, I'm in Dave Mandel's spare bedroom. Oh, this is the life. So this you want to be a podcaster about ultimate fighting. Yep. I answered that one. Yep. So you want to be an ultimate fighter? No. Just want to podcast about it, apparently. So... Well, for me, it gives the opportunity to talk about uh, a sport that I somehow still love with someone that I somewhat still love, even if he does call me names and yell at me when he's angry. You're doing something with Sherwood? Oh, you. Come on. You love me. I know that. You love me. Not somewhat. You love me. I know. Um. I do want to thank Eddie Alvarez, though, for doing Beat Down After the Bell with me at a ridiculous time. Um, he came on for about 45 minutes. We talked about the UFC card in uh, Virginia. Um, let's start there before we can look ahead to what's going on this weekend. Uh, we should probably look back and get your thoughts. Uh, no new UFC flyweight champion. Um, if you're living under a rock, and you don't know. Uh, Joseph Benavides and Davison Figueroa, uh, they fought in Virginia this past weekend. Vacant flyweight title was supposed to be on the line. It was at the end of the day for Joseph Benavides, but not for the Brazilian and Figueroa. Um, he failed to make weight, came in uh, two and a half pounds over uh, championship weight, and ultimately got the finish of Benavides. Um you know, these things, unfortunately, do happen in mixed martial arts. Uh, I, I feel like I need to, like, hat tip Gus on that one because it was sort of a statement uh, that, that he would get. But, um, yeah, no, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to think here because when this fight was announced, I felt really good about the future of the flyweight division. And somehow we ended up taking a step backwards because prior to Saturday... Henry Cejudo was still the flyweight champion. And now after Saturday, he's no longer the champion and we don't have a champion. And I, I honestly wonder, Nick, like what is going to happen at 125? Are they going to stick with this division? I mean, the, the best and sort of worst thing happened. Um, the, the best thing happened in the sense that Figueiredo got a knockout in uh, a, a division that a lot of people complain about. There aren't enough stoppages. Um, at the same time, uh, Figueroa was technically a bantamweight, so not really a flyweight stoppage. Um, and now we're sitting here going, all right, well, Benavidez probably not going to get a title fight his next fight out. Uh, Figueroa, like, uh, does he deserve a, a title fight in his next fight out? I, I really don't know what the UFC is going to do at 125. Yeah, I... For the 125, no matter how good this fight looked, uh, the headbutt aside, because I think that's what kind of led to the end of this fight, but this was the worst-case scenario for the 125-pound division. If it would have maybe went the distance and it would have been a controversial decision or something along those lines, they'd have a great reason to run it right back. It could save that division. But right now you're looking around and you got to look at the roster and go, okay, well, 
you can't really put Formiga in there. Um, what would you do? How could you? Are you going to do tournament style? No. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. There's nothing that you can go. Yes, this will save the 125 pound division. You do a tournament style, we'll end up getting a draw, and then the winner or lose. I guess there's no winner of a draw, but uh, whoever should have rightfully won the draw would have to move up and fight. You know, the welterweight champion because that's what happened when BJ Penn and Caro Uno fought. You know, this is this is what I'm saying. There's no scenario out of this occurrence that or out of what took place in that fight that makes me go yeah the 125 pound division it's here to stay i look at it more as in okay is this now the the death nail that has been coming for a while i mean you know no matter what anybody says about dj he he saved that division he kept that division alive he was a shining star or when you have did he possibly well really because i mean i hate to say this if demetrius johnson wasn't ever a thing I think Ian McCall's probably your UFC flyweight champion, and that division probably is doing just fine right now. I, I think is, as much as Demetrius Johnson is to keep that division alive and intriguing, kind of killed it at the same time. Well, he killed it because he, he killed destroyed it. everyone. Right, and he lost the title to Henry Cejudo, mm. who... Doesn't really want to defend that title. And Demetrius Johnson left. And now we're just left with a bunch of people that Demetrius Johnson already beat. And a uncrowned champion who didn't make championship weight. And no one seems to care too much about, unfortunately. And now it goes back to, is this division even viable anymore for the UFC? I feel like you're fighting the phlegm. No, not at all. Did you just fight a burp there? No. Mm, I don't know. You're struggling with something. No, I'm not struggling with anything. I'm literally just sitting here. I'm not even drinking anything. I put my Lucasade as far away as I can just so you wouldn't make any rash comments. More like Mucusade, Mr. Flemmy. Maybe it's my crap mic that you were talking about. That's I'll possible. Order an- I'll order another one on Amazon tomorrow. Send me a link. I'll get that delivered so that next week it'll be the the greatest mic in the world and you'll be happy. Mic microphones don't fix phlegm. Just saying. It's not phlegm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Maybe it's just your dulcet tones. I'm not used to them yet. <laughs> well, you don't talk to me that much. You talk at me and then yell at me, and I feel bad. So I just have to go on Discord and look right. at everybody there. Hey, speaking of Discord. If you're hardcore, you might want to get over there and uh, get in the whole betting for hardcores discussion. Um, I don't know what to call it other than like this little project we got going. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I am too. I, I'm really enjoying the breakdowns that are going on currently in there for upcoming fights. It's really, for me... I. taking a lot of the work out of what I would normally do leading into a fight weekend. I just looking at things going, okay, who has the opportunity to win? What am I going to have to talk about on Monday? If I have to do beat down after the bell, or if I'm going to be on the round table, if you do what after the bell, if I'm beat down after the bell, that's not what you just said. You you, you almost said B town. (laughs) No, not B town. I know, but you actually, you, you actually said B down 
That's what you said. We can pull you it up. You really need to take a nap. No, I'm telling you. You're you, so cranky today. I'm not cranky. I'm just saying you said be down. Beat down. Right. After the bell. Are you going to do beat down after the bell? Can you do him. beat down after the bell? It's uh, really late. because no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm commentating on Saturday. Oh. I won't get done until Lucky. 32 fights. Dang. What? 32, 32 fights? 32 fights. They're doing a uh, Bantamweight for, yeah, Bantamweight four-man tournament. It's I, a nightmare. I don't know if I called 32 fights in an Invicta last year. I'm not even kidding you. Oh, no, we do 30 fights. Usually there's scheduled 35 fights for this show, and normally five will drop out the week of. As of this morning, when I got the updated fight card, it was still 32. How? What? 64 fighters? Yeah. So it starts at 5 o'clock, usually finishes around 11.30 midnight, and I end up getting home at about 2, 2.30, because it's far out east, out towards the edge of the island, i.e. being the UK as an island, or England as an island. You need to get a better agent. Uh, this is uh, the guys that put this on are the ones that I coach with. So I've been with that team for, I think, seven and a half years now. And then Jack Mason took over as one of the promoters of that show about three years ago, I think. Yeah, that doesn't mean you have to be subjected to those work conditions. It's not bad. I mean, it gives me the opportunity to see a lot of up and coming talent. And yeah, 64 of them. They don't last that long. You get quite a few. I mean, the highlight reel finish of 2000 and what was that 2017? The one Dana was talking about, oh, I hate guys who dance around and showboat. And then he got kicked in the head. I called that fight. Uh, I mean, there's it's it's fun. Like, I did enjoy it. I get just, paid, which did is great. You, did you just justify working too, too many fights, but with Dana White watching something and commenting on it? No, I meant it, that's how viral it got that actually Dana saw a nothing show out in Colchester, England. It went seriously viral, out of control viral. All right. Because that's what it was. It was fabulous. I mean, it, was, it wasn't fabulous because I coached the kid and I was saying during commentary that if he keeps showboating like that, he's going to end up getting knocked out. Sure enough, he got kicked in the head and knocked out cold. Never fought again. Well, sounds like yeah. he learned his lesson and was better for it. Well, hopefully. What happened? What do you mean? Why has he never fought again? Sounds like Trey uh, Telegman, Tim Sylvia. Well, let's just say that when you get that level of infamy, maybe it's not something that you're comfortable with. So I bet you no one remembers anymore. Uh, it still comes up on my Facebook from MMA.TV probably about once a month. Grow some facial hair and no one will remember. (laughs) Oh, I'll send it to you. I know you'll recognize it. it. I've seen it. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm just saying, like, people don't remember. Uh, In England, he is, people still ask me about that. That's it's been a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, yeah, you call that Joe Nitro fight, huh? And I say, yeah. Wait, his name is Joe Nitro? Yeah. Okay, I'd stop down at the courthouse and fix that. 
<laughs> no way that's his real name. Uh, is that his real name? Yeah. Really? Nitro's mm-hmm. a surname? Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Joe Nitro oh, kicking your ass in the drive home. His his surname, uh, I believe, was Harding, but all he ever went by was Joe Nitro. Okay, so. so that's not his real name. Yeah, I'm just saying that's like that's the only thing everybody ever knew him as. And I'm not going to take any away from it. He extraordinarily gifted athlete, extremely just, gifted. He was yeah. one of these kids that used to be able to kick the ceiling, like absolutely amazing, gifted athlete. But I mean, you know, Joe Nitro he, sounds like Jordan Breen's favorite 93X personality, Chuck Diesel. There was a DJ guy named Chuck Diesel. Yeah, it was his radio name. Oh, that's a that's actually a pretty cool radio name. Really, I mean, not really. You just take any fuel and make it your surname and put a, a you know single like easy shortened name like Joe, Chuck, Jim, Jim Octane, kicking your ass yeah, on I the weekends. I can't do like Nick Petro. Oh, no, Nick Petro works great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Oh. I love how you just I, knocked is... that name. It's great. Nick Petro. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Nick it, Petro. I mean, it wouldn't work with, like, Tom E85. Like, that definitely <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> You're not going to go with, like, Colby Unleaded? No, nah, that doesn't work. No. Okay. Colby okay. Unleaded. That sounds like some light cheese. Oh, you got the unleaded Colby over there or what? Nah, I just got Velveeta, man. Yeah, you've been going to the sandwich shops, huh? No, absolutely not. Nope. All right. They come uh, to me. They come to me. I got DoorDash. DoorDash. Delivery food. Yeah, right. right. Let's oh, okay. move on. Uh, yeah. <sighs> you know, we talk about the 125-pound division and, like, I, I don't know what its future is, if it's, you know, foregone conclusion that we'll get a, a title fight within, you know, the the first quarter of this year, you know, middle half of this year. I don't know. And I s- sort of feel the same way about the uh, women's 145-pound division uh, in the UFC. Both Felicia Spencer and Megan Anderson were victorious in pretty, uh, you know, dominant, decisive fashions. Um, but... At the same time, like Felicia Spencer thinks that she deserves a, a title fight. Uh, me and Anderson is sort of uh, campaigning for it. If this was a, a meritocracy, then it would be Felicia Spencer. Uh, she owns a win over Megan Anderson. Um, that fight was only eight months ago, I think. Um, maybe maybe nine months ago at the most. Um, and... I'm sitting here on this Monday and it's not clear who the number one contender is. It really isn't. And that is somewhat alarming because you want to believe that every fight matters, every fight counts. And if somehow Megan Anderson is the number one contender, then her fight with Felicia Spencer didn't matter, right? Because we're just going to ignore that result that Felicia has a win over her. I'm, I'm really, 
for me Flemmy, Flemmy. what i'm not even Flemmy. calm down the mic was just too close to my mouth uh-huh, uh-huh. for me it was a bit weird because i look at who put on a better performance and they both put on amazing performances they both looked great and you could do mma math and say oh well you know who looked better versus uh similar opponents they both fought um a, her name is it uh zar fair okay i didn't know how the if it's foreign or Farron. they both fought her they both beat her i i, I don't know i if i was going to say hey I get to make the matches. Who do I want to see? Probably want to see Megan Anderson from a personal perspective, just because I think it would stay on the feet a bit more. Uh, Not going to really go for takedowns, I don't believe. But Felisa Spencer, she's quote-unquote punched her ticket, but is she really the, hey, I really want to see her go up against Amanda Nunes? Either one of them is going to have a really tough time with Amanda Nunes, just plain and simple. Yeah, but that's not how we make fights. At least it's not I understand supposed that. to be how we make fights. I, I understand that. I'm playing devil's advocate because I don't know how. Okay, you tell me. Who's the number one contender? Felicia Spencer. Okay, so then she gets a fight, right? No, because I'm not the matchmaker for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Okay, so say you were the... Matchmaker for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. No, thank you. I don't take that job. <laughs> Why not? Because then I wouldn't be able to critique the matchmaker on my podcast. Okay. Well, I still think... <laughs> <laughs> just like, what the fuck am I... I, I got nothing to go with that. I, we'll agree to disagree then. I'm going to go Megan Anderson. You can go Felicia Spencer. Or you run that one back. Maybe. In a rematch, a, t- a rematch, a, title a, eliminator. a rematch in a fight that's not even a year old, and there was no controversy. Pretty decisive. Really, I, I don't. That's where we're at. Well, a, you need to flip a coin then and decide which one's actually going to fight for the title versus Manny Nunes. And she made yeah. it clear she was I'm ready in, for either one. I'm in charge of making fights for a multi-billion-dollar company. Give me a quarter. Make a decision here. You don't think you don't think that's how they used to make decisions. Oh, sure. Fine. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, then do this. You have a Mana Nunes fight both of them in one night. She becomes the Chris Jericho of MMA. That's not how mixed martial arts works. I know this is sports entertainment, but it's real. Okay? No. Well, no. I've given you every option I could come up with. Don't be... Re- you, you've given me every option... Except admitting that this makes absolutely no sense. Because I'm trying to make sense of it because I know it makes no sense. This entire division is completely out of whack. And when it comes down to it, you only have what? Maybe realistically five, six women in that division? uh, Let's agree to disagree because I agree with you. I would like to see Megan Anderson fight Amanda Nunes. That is a much more intriguing fight to me than Felicia Spencer against Amanda Nunes. That said, I'll watch the hell out of Felicia Spencer and Amanda Nunes. Okay? But watch it. But if we're playing the video game and I gotta make a fight before, you know, one before the other, that's a video game fight. Megan and, and Amanda. Mm-hmm. Um with that said, there's this there's this 
person that lives inside of me who <laughs> believes that you should get what you deserve, right? And uh, that person wants to believe that no matter how much I know it's not, that the world can still be a meritocracy. And uh, I'm fighting that fight. Okay, you can beat the drum for the Felicia Spencer. And if it ends up No, being... no, 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 stop. It has nothing to do with Felicia Spencer. It has everything to do with a logical progression being based on factual accomplishments. Then what is the main event of this week? Who's a more deserving number one contender? Not the guy that you have to cross your fingers and I hope he's agree. Make weight every week. Hey, do, do you hear me signing on the dotted line that this is the best fight to make? I'm just saying, who's who's the logical number one contender that's getting snubbed here? I don't know. Exactly. It, it, exactly. I agree. I'm it, just saying. There's very rarely now, I think, you get to the point where you have the champion and number one contender actually battling it out. I think we've gotten to the point now where that's not a common occurrence as maybe it was five eight years ago a lot of it i think now is just oh this one looks great on paper so let's just do it oh you mean like the co-main event on saturday you want to and jcheck and i'm still trying to figure out why that one was made yeah i don't know where's where's tatiana suarez at yeah i'm i i have uh, i'll back that one up i'm standing there asking the same thing um that that was the worst part about that's the worst part about these uh, UFC rankings. There's a number next to everyone's name, and you would like to believe that number one should be fighting number two all the time, right? Or well, rather, yeah. sorry, C should be fighting number one. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't like about the rankings. Now, if we go back to Hooker versus Felder, perfect. A number seven versus number six. That was that was a make sense fight. They, you, you had two people that were roughly at the same place in their career, roughly at the same place in the rankings. It made sense. The decision didn't really make sense, but the fight itself hey, made sense. We can't have everything in one fight make sense, Nick. That's not how it goes. That wouldn't make sense. That's why we had to turn in a bad decision. But why can't uh, just one time? Nope. Just, just one time? You're the kid that wants uh, his cake and... Eat it too, which makes no sense. Who wants cake and doesn't want to eat it? I don't, I don't get no. that saying. Like, where does that yeah. stem from? I'd have to look up the entomology, and I have no clue offhand. We we could talk about the. Did you just say entomology? Entomology. You mean etymology? Etymology. I think so. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm. I'm just an American trying to teach the guy who lives in England English. They don't speak English correctly. I agree, one hundred percent. They say schedule and oh. all kind yeah. router router. Don't get me into it. Every time I join a new office and I go in there, I have this same discussion. Router? 
Yeah. You know, people say route and route here differently. I don't even know which one I say. It depends on where you're at in the country. Yeah, but I don't know which one I say. Because I I say, I speak. It's ridiculous the way that I speak. I speak with the idea of going, oh, what word do I want to say that will draw less criticism? I've settled on roof instead of roof. Although I want to say roof. I really have you been in? Have you been indoctrinated into California so much that you put a the in front of every highway you're going to go? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, but but I don't when I'm referring to a freeway that is not in California. Like here, yeah, you're going to get on the five. When I'm uh, in Minnesota, I'm like, yeah, get on Highway Five. Okay, or get on Five West, not the Five West, not the four ninety four. Just 494. Yeah, that was always a sticking point with people. And I'm like, yeah, you just take the 15 North. And they go, why did you say the 15? It's like, because it's the 15. There's only one. Runs from Mexico to Canada. It's the 15. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's every interstate. There's only one interstate with that number. I know, but it's a California. Yeah. It's not just a California thing. Like, if you're in Nevada, they'll say the 10. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I, I didn't. Yeah. I guess I didn't spend that much time. I I was always just, it was California or West Coast, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, like, like th- 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 that's what I was saying, though. Like, I think where I'm from, we say uh, route, okay? Um, but if you do say route, I won't be mad at you. Because, I mean, it's route 66. No one says route 66. Yeah. Right? But no one says router. Yeah, it's a router. Correct. Mm-hmm. Even if you do say root, you're not going to use that when talking about your home internet connection. It's a router, apparently, according to some Ooh, people. I wonder if I say, do I say roofer or roofer? It's a great question. What do you call a thing you walk on that's next to the road? A sidewalk? Oh, no, that's the pavement. I don't know what sidewalk is. The yeah. pavement? You mean the road? Oh, no, the pavement is the thing on the side. What? Yeah, I just, uh, I beat my, what's a trash, you know, I'm going to throw something in the trash. No, you're going to throw it in the bin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Vacuum cleaner? No, it's a Hoover. Oh, branded? Brand, oh. excuse me. Yes, and it has to be Hoover. No, even if you don't own a Hoover, you're going right. to Hoover something. Well, I mean, th- there's certain things like that. Like for example, uh, if you're going to watch uh, mixed martial arts, you say you're going to watch Ultimate Fighting. You know, Ultimate Fighting. Is Ultimate Fighting on? Yeah, it's Bellator. Oh uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, or uh, how about this one? Uh, actually, I have no idea what what do you <laughs> what do you use Vaseline for? Um, what is Vaseline used for? I, I mean, mean, besides you, cut men. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be used for your skin. Oh, like, yeah. Not sorry, cuts, sorry. But like, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's hard to, I mean, you prevent BJ Penn from getting a closed guard with it. That's right. Not that much Vaseline, George. Right. Uh, but yes. But like, you, do you know what Vaseline is? If I were to say, hey, go get the Vaseline, but not if I wasn't going to use its brand name, do you know what it would be called? Petroleum jelly. Nice. Yes. 
I've sat in those meetings before. Please put some petroleum jelly on that tissue. No, I don't want Vaseline in the Kleenex. Welcome to the random world of uh, going somewhere and ordering a Coke, yet they have to tell you that they don't have Coke. They only have Pepsi, and they go, yeah, that's what I want. Well, that's weird. Yep. I mean, it's, it's a soda. I'd like a soda. Nope. And never say the word pop. Because people look at you like you're on crack. Well, see, where I'm from, people say pop. Yeah. But I always said soda to be different, and then that served me well. So now I say pop out here. Drive people crazy. <laughs> Can I get a pop? Huh? Let me. Hey, and you're just wanting some Mountain Dew, whatever. What, what is it? Diet Mountain Code Dew, Red? Code Red. There we go. See, I don't forget these things. Yeah. Someone needs to send me some. I went when I was in Kansas City last time. I uh, went to Target. There was none. See, we have a U.S. store out here, and I'll go there sometimes. But it's so expensive that I just uh, I I end up spending too much money, or I just walk away because I'm like I'm I'll, I'll spend a hundred pounds on this. This is ridiculous. There's no reason to do that. You know, buy some good macaroni and cheese, like actually craft. The blue box. The blue box. All right. Like the yeah, but can we talk about the Reffing? Uh, uh, yeah, the elephant in the room. Yeah, let's take a break, and we'll okay talk about the elephant in the room named Kevin McDonald. On the other side of the break, you're listening to Beat Town on Between Rounds Radio. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See, in the business, we call those spots. But I bet you call them radio commercials. Uh, Yes, they call them radio commercials. Right. We're not even on the radio, technically. Yeah, but we're running spots. I mean, commercials. Yeah, and pro wrestling, they do spots. Well, this fight, there was a spot. It might have been a work. Uh, you talking about Kevin McDonald? Yeah, he looked like maybe he was NWO for life. There definitely was not a work, and he was also not doing his job or the job. I will tell you that. Yeah. Um, which one are you talking about? Because there were two instances where I was a little bit upset with the performance by one Mr. Kevin McDonald. I, of course, it's the one that jumps out and has you staggering like you um, are playing a little rope-a-dope that was Kutalaba versus Anna Kolova. Anna Kolova? Anna Kolova. I have no Anka, idea how to say uh, Ankalive? Ankalive, okay. I, when I read it, it doesn't look right, and I'm actually... I Anna Kornikova? Ankalive, right? Thank you, yeah. Magomed Ankalive. I was going to go with Magomed, but I'm too big on always using last names. I I rewatched it multiple times. I don't understand what he saw. 
wait a second, before we even get to that, can we just say, like, why the hell was Iwan Kutalaba allowed to walk across the octagon and basically get in the face of Uncle Live? It looked like a Heath Herring almost incident. I, I thought for a second Magadov was just going to punch him right there and the fight would be over before it even started. No, instead, Uncle Live decided to get underhooks, which is great. That was smart. Well, which was, in, in a way... But this is the thing, Ian Kutalaba, he's done this before. This isn't the first time that he's walked past Buffer. I, I don't understand why it's continued to be a lot. Like because they haven't fined him yet. Even still, it doesn't... Oh, find him. Find him 10 grand and see if it happens the next time. I, well, I'd say find him more than that. I, that's just ridiculous. You don't do that. There's, you get to fight the person. You're legally locked in a cage with a human being, and you can beat the crap out of them and get paid for it. Just wait for the bell. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, he likes to counter-program us with beatdown before the bell. <laughs> it was great. You saw the um, Wands, right? I did. And you saw him come right at him, and Magadov didn't even move. Right. Didn't flinch. Didn't nothing. Well, you shouldn't move or flinch. Because at the end of the day, you got to believe that nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah, well. Because that would be street violence. Well, the guy was locked in a cage with him, or almost locked in a cage with him, and he walked all the way across to begin with. I mean... What, wh where were the inspectors? They were there. Why? How they were they zoning out? Like, were they looking at their cell phones? Like, I'm, I'm so. I was watching that, and I'm just like, what in the hell just happened? It, it was flashbacks to me of the Strike Force event. Oh man! With the Mayhem Miller. Well, like these just, things, these things happen sometimes in mixed martial arts. Yeah, but. I, I thought from that point on, every single city, county, state would understand that just don't let certain things happen. Like, no. Hey, look, they did it. Uh, they did not have John Jones come into the cage, which was really, really good after that fight because of DC's in there and everything else that's going on. They were smart enough not to do that in Albuquerque. Hey, how it, are we? How is are it? we? Hey, wait, wait a second. Do we know that's the fact, and that's why it didn't happen? Because I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt that mixed martial arts doesn't put the foresight necessary into those situations, and that maybe, maybe they just didn't think about having him come in. I want to think that. Oh, I know what you want to think. Oh, come on. Let me at least live in a dream world for five minutes because you're about to crush it. I mean, Murphy's Law. Murphy's <laughs> Law in MMA. Murphy's MMA Law. If nothing bad happened, it's probably because no one thought about potentially uh, having something bad happen. Or. They didn't think about a way to sell upcoming fights by creating a chaotic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the fight pre-fight was interesting. And then um, 
what three out of 12 shots landed and the fight was called yeah so i'm gonna find the silver lining here with kevin mcdonald's stoppage there and no i don't think it's good I, i don't think it's hard there's one good thing that kevin mcdonald did in all of that he made a decision the wrong decision but he made a decision and he stuck with it Yeah, he, he didn't go. Oh, you're okay, and back up. I'm I'm telling you right now, there are situations where referees would have realized that they made a mistake and tried to fix it right then and there. Kevin McDonald knew he made a mistake, and he owned it by going, "You know, no, this is over. Sorry, it's over. It's over." I will give him that, but does he ever get another? Um, do you think he ever refers, referees a big show again? This isn't Kevin McDonald's first UFC event. It's not going to be his last. He's uh, he's not even like a Virginia uh, official. Isn't he from Massachusetts? I have no idea where he's from. I'm just wondering if this like, is... I'm pretty sure UFC brought I, him there. Okay, but do... And this is what I'm saying. Is it now, has he made it to the Yamasaki black ball list? Well, I don't know if you know this, but the UFC doesn't pick their referees, Nick. Except for when they pick their referees. I was going to say, they pick their referees. Goddard flies all over the world. No, no, I mean, they work for the athletic commissions. You didn't know? And Mark Goddard. No. Mark Goddard, despite living in the U.K., Sometimes they need him in Nevada just randomly when the UFC's there. You know? No, yeah. I, I did not realize that. Because they work for the athletic commissions, Nick. It's not like Saul Diamato like travels the world with the UFC. He just so happens to also judge events in Brazil. The more you know. Gee. He's got frequent flyer miles, so it's cheap for the Brazilian commission. Is there a Brazilian commission? To Cab fly MMA. Out? What are you talking about? Cab MMA. Yeah. Cab MMA. No, that's not real. I mean, no, it's that's real. That's a figment of your imagination. No, it's on the no. left breast of their referee shirts. Cab MMA. It means something mixed martial arts. Oh, man. I'm snarking. I need more sleep. Sorry. Um, I, I can we, this one aside, which other fight I'm complete. I watched the card, but I'm not remembering which other one Kevin Donald screw, McDonald screwed up. Um, so I had no problem necessarily with the stoppage. I just didn't like the way it appeared. Um, Megan Anderson destroyed Norma Dumont with the right hand. Yeah. But when Kevin McDonald got there, she was pretty clear eyed. And uh, was not unintelligently defending herself. Like, she got hit, and it looked bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Kevin McDonald actually saved her from anything, and I don't think that he necessarily needed to at that exact moment that he stepped in. It looked like she was destroyed as she was falling to the mat. But uh, Kevin McDonald really didn't see any sort of follow-up damage there. 
Um, and, and I don't have a problem with it. We've talked about this on Beat After the Bell. Um, and Eddie Alvarez brought up the fact that sometimes people are a little quick to jump in uh, or stop a fight because not everyone is okay with women taking a lot of damage. And I'm not saying that that was the, the reasoning uh, for Kevin McDonald. Um, but I do feel like if that were a higher profile fight, people would have been bemoaning that stoppage a bit more than they were. Okay. I mean, when she got hit and I, I mean, Norma Dumont crumbled, right? Absolutely crumbled. Right. But she also was trying to put up a guard when Megan Anderson got close again and Megan never hit her again. Okay. Uh, Okay. I, I could see that. I guess I just looked at it as in, just the look it was almost like a walk-off i mean it looked pretty right but again a walk-off shouldn't affect whether or not you stop the fight True. i mean for me let's go back to uh jarzinho rosenstrike and alistair overing i i mean uh, i i don't i don't think that dan Rugliata should have stopped the fight when he did Yes, and okay, I concur. What's the criteria for a stoppage? Not intelligently defending. Right. If your opponent is not engaged with you and is walking across the octagon, what do you need to intelligently defend yourself from? This is true. Your pride? Because Overeem doesn't need to intelligently defend himself because he's like eight seconds away from winning a decision. This is true. And the cut looked nasty, but we didn't know how nasty until after the fight was over. So. Right. I mean, I don't have a problem if uh, Merkliata saves face by stepping in going, well, I need the doctor to come in and look at this. Because doctor's not going to let him fight. No. There's but, no way. Other than that, there was no reason to stop the fight. I mean, Overeem was hurt. He was wobbly. But I don't I don't think that you have the criteria, A, to stop the fight due to damage sustained necessarily. Like, he, he wasn't out. He also didn't need to defend himself because Rosenstrike was already doing a victory lap. Remember when Shayna Baszler fought uh, Chris Cyborg? Yes. Chris Cyborg is on the side of the cage, like playing to the crowd. Shayna Baszler is like on the floor in a heap of, you know, Cyborg offense, recovering. What does Herb Dean do? He got Chris down off of the cage and said, continue. Right. Didn't take much for Chris to like put on one or two more shots and then it was over. But Herb Dean can't stop the fight. Cyborg's celebrating. All right. You've convinced me that uh, I should have relooked at that Megan Anderson, Norm Dumont fight as far as whether or not he stepped in too soon. Just a smidge. I, I, I think 
I tend to weigh in on the, and it has nothing to do with whether it's men's MMA or women's MMA. I guess I tend to weigh in on just taking unnecessary damage once they've been concussed. Okay, so you know when someone's been concussed or not? I, I Joseph Benavides off that headbutt. He was not in any way, shape, or form. So show me, show me how you can tell me he's concussed. But actually, let me ask you this: What is the definition of a concussion? Brain trauma. Okay. Well, then, I mean, there's brain trauma in the training room. Maybe they shouldn't yeah. be fighting. Period. Uh, I'm being actually, ridiculous right now. But what I'm know, saying is, is uh, like you can't say anybody's been concussed. They may be. I mean, brain trauma happens every single round. Minor, yes, unless you're. Yeah, there's fighters that don't get hit solid, and you can tell they don't get hit solid. I, I just there's certain. I mean, when a guy gets hit and you see that their entire mannerism changes, and it takes that one more punch that just turns the lights out. Cool, then it's just that one more punch. So if you get flash, no more is necessary. If you get a flash knockout, and you wake and up you, and you're you never stop intelligently defending yourself. Uh, you you went out, so you should stop the fight. No, Why you not? get flash knockout, and there's one follow up punch, mm -hmm. and that's that's it. You're no longer defending yourself, is what no, I'm saying. What I'm saying though, because you, you were saying if once you've been concussed, we should not allow you to take any more punishment. So if no, you flash I, KO, I wait. I weigh in on taking too much. So you get a flash, and there's a follow up. I don't need you to continue landing 10, 15 unanswered strikes or whatever it may be. Okay, so what if the follow-up wakes you up? And? Well, do you, again, I'm just going on the point with you saying that they shouldn't take too many shots after they've been concussed. Sweet. Mark Coleman, need a guy in the head, knocked him unconscious, woke him up, need him in the head, knocked him unconscious, woke him up, need him in the head, knocked him unconscious. Okay, so what about Czech Congo Pat Barry? Pat Barry knocks out Czech Congo, wakes him up. Czech Congo gets back up and knocks out Pat Barry. Yeah. So, from what I'm gathering, you would have never allowed Czech Congo to get back up. Uh, and it was almost stopped at that moment, if I recall. Right, almost. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. It's This is why I don't referee. I don't want that job. I've done it before. All right. And I I look at these guys and I just go, uh, whether I know him or not, I'm thinking, I, I do. You, is he going to intelligently defend himself? He takes that punch. I just watch his eyes go up. To me, I'm sorry, but it doesn't look like he's going to be able to do it. And it's a judgment call. If you're just really joining truly us, is. let me recap the show. If you're just joining us, he is Nick Albert, not a referee. <laughs> I'm TJ no. DeSantis, not a matchmaker. This is Beatdown. Not a radio show, podcast, but somehow on Between Rounds Radio. Appreciate you listening. Exactly. Yes. I'm with you. Uh, I'm just being a pain in your ass for the most part. Um, I mean, it, it comes I, I down to this. It's tough. Yeah, no, 100%. It's, it's very tough, but it comes down to this. We just don't want anybody to take too much punishment. Um, that really is the criteria. Uh, mm -hmm. Was Megan Anderson going to do terrible things to Norman Dumont on the floor? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Is that enough of a criteria to stop the fight? I don't know. 
does anybody really care too much? No, not really. But argument could be made. Now, an argument is definitely trying to be made by Iwan Kutilaba that this fight should be overturned to a no contest. Yeah, he filed that paperwork today, didn't he? Whatever that means. I don't know either. I read it and I went, okay, so how does that work? It, I mean, I've never. Whatever it means. I don't know what it means. E even if it goes through and there's an appeal and. I mean, it's probably not going to get overturned. Things don't get overturned ever, except Tony Avenger. Um, <laughs> with that said, uh, what does it matter? It's not like Iwan Kutalaba is going to get more money. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're going to take away money from Uncle Live. Um, they're not going to take away his win money or whatever. What's going to happen is if they did overturn it, Kutalaba would just not have a loss on his record. Um, which this is MMA. As long as you haven't lost five fights in a row, doesn't matter. Heck, if you lost two fights in a row, you get to fight for the middleweight title on Saturday. I was going to say that, but here's the thing. Neither one of them took a ton of damage. I was going to say, awesome? gonna say uh. what if that was the criteria? What a bizarre world. Like, all right, well, uh, Chris Weidman's lost his last two fights. So his next one's going to be for a title. Let's, uh, I was going to say Luke Rockhold's been KO'd twice in a row, right? right? Yeah. He's up for, he's up for the title. All right. Title fight coming up. Cool. Uh, who do we have in heavyweight? That's lost two by KO that we can put in everybody. There? <laughs> Somehow everybody. <laughs> God bless heavyweight MMA. Uh, that must be Shelby must just like have just uh, I don't know. You think it's a dartboard and he just randomly throws darts and goes ah. You he'll think, fight steep next. You think like he, how does that work? You think he walks into his office on Monday, looks at the heavyweight roster uh, on his whiteboard, and just goes, "What did I do to deserve this?" <laughs> Uh, he probably calls up Joe or sends him a you know a long-winded text message. No, 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 oh. Silva, oh. and just says, "Why did you leave me with this mess?" And Joe just doesn't respond. Like there's no read receipt. He just completely shines him on. Uh, Joe Silva does not accept text messages <laughs> with the word heavyweight in it. <laughs> he it's has it filtered out. Through his yeah. carrier. <laughs> exactly. It's filtered out. No, no evidence to suggest otherwise. That uh, a text came in with those words. Yeah, it, it just automatically goes. Nope, don't do nothing about it. That that has to be Shelby's hardest. Is that when he just goes to Dana and go, "Hey Dana, what do you, who, who do you want to who do you want to see? Who should we make?" I got an idea. Or let's let's just put all the, let's just put all the heavyweights on UFC.com and let the fans click at who they want to fight and. Top vote getters will be matched up. <laughs> that might be how they're doing it. I mean, it, that division is so. It's a uh, dude. It's the same thing. There's always going to be three or four elite level heavyweights, and then there's everybody else. Yeah. And on any given night, somebody might beat number four. Shit, somebody might beat number three. Okay. <laughs> but at the same time, like I don't know. Just bonkers. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, where is uh I'm trying to figure out where Kevin McDonald is from. Yeah, Watertown, Massachusetts. Why do I know uh, that crap? Has he done any of the cards that you've called for Invicta? No. Oh, okay. Nope. Um Kevin McDonald has not tweeted since July 30th, 2019. Probably not a good time to get back on Twitter today. Yeah, I don't think that would be smart to... Uh... No, that doesn't sound like a good thing. I'm, I'm guessing he's went internet silent for mm -hmm. a little while. KevinTheRef.com What is that? Oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, Kevin McDonald... Has an MMA judge and referee training course. <laughs> Is that does everybody just have this now? Like if you're a ref, you now offer a training course. The third man in the ring. I messed up, man. I should have got on this whole. Do you want to be a podcaster? If so, sign up to tjthepodcaster.com. And for five hundred dollars, I'll tell you how to podcast. You buy a microphone that's better than Nick Albert's. You don't drink oh. Lucas oil when you're on the air. Lucas aid. Whatever. Did you read the first line? MMA is a relatively new sport and is constantly changing. <laughs> as the sport evolves, as must the officials. Oh, man. I'm sure Kevin McDonald's a great dude. I'm sure this yeah, is a great course. I'm not trying to bag on the man. Not at all. Maybe you can build my but, podcast seminar website for me. Yeah. Um, now I really... Ooh, nine plus hours. It's only $275 per student within the New England with a four-student minimum. Call which, or email for group rates. Which is way cheaper than John McCarthy's. Did John I still do it? I do um, I don't know. I know Herb was doing it, but I don't know about if John's still doing it. You, I, I, I know Goddard does it, and there's a couple of the ones that do it over here as well. But I don't know about in the U.S. I was going to say, isn't it weird that the athletic commissions don't do it? But then I was like, wait, no, I would take it less serious if the athletic commissions did it. <laughs> I mean, how are the athletics commissions supposed to do it if the people that are refereeing and judging live in different countries? Like, come on. You're putting way too much faith into a boxing commission. I refereed two fights in my life. I've done six. It was a 12-fight card. I did six. Both of mine were in a barn. <laughs> uh, mine wasn't that bad, but it, I, I realized after that I never wanted some of the best fights. The barn? Some of the best fights in the Midwest took place in a barn. I watched Clay huh? Guida win with a headlock in a barn. Never underestimate the power of the headlock. Uh, an individual that you talked so glowing about with uh, Jeff Sherwood won a uh, Pancrase fight with a headlock. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Heath Sims. 
Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing yeah. Heath Sims got a killer headlock. Yeah, well, seeing as he pinned Kung Lee with one at the state tournament. I know, we talked about that. Yes, Heath is a he, good guy. I think this was a really long setup for that reference to be made and actually make sense. Because the first <laughs> time you brought it up made absolutely no sense in the conversation that we were having. Yes. But why not? Because we, we were talking about headlocks or something along those lines. But yes, um, he he won uh, one of his pancreas fights like that, which is interesting. Um, do you Pan- want to... Pancration fights. He didn't win pancreas fights. A pancreas fight. Okay, a pancreation fight. I mean, pancreas uh, would have to take place in pancreas. Hybrid wrestling. You really just want to pick... <laughs> <laughs> everything today and you know you're doing it because you're like on the west coast and it's now almost 1 a.m here yeah i know we gotta wrap up soon soon like 20 minutes ago <laughs> well we, we started a little bit late though i know i'm sorry nick yeah it's fine i don't know why you put up with me because i love you come on now <sighs> i always get, have should get that looked at all right well you're like uh a rash I can't seem to get rid of. I'll take it. <laughs> That's a perfect way to end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, go ahead. I did want to ask uh, for anyone out there that is listening, be sure to follow us now on Instagram. It's the same handle as Twitter uh, at between rounds underscore. Yeah. Be putting up uh, videos and clips. Uh, from different parts of different shows throughout the network. So you're making me feel like we got to do a lot more video, which I hate. I know, but people love it. I, I don't think people love it. They do. Less than a hundred people watch me and Eddie Alvarez. That's be- just because they don't know about it yet. And we're going to make sure everybody knows and can, everyone's going to watch. Can you run the YouTube? Yeah, we already talked about this. Right, I'm going to give you, stuff. I'm going to give you 60 days to get the YouTube monetized. Cool. And if the monetization is not there, I'm going to quit video. Okay. Because it sucks. I know you hate it. It's not that I hate it. It just takes forever. Like when I get done with the radio show, six minutes later, online. When I get done with the video show, three hours later, it's still rendering. I know. Yeah, I I have no words. Hey, it sucks. I want to apologize. This is probably the worst beatdown I've ever done. Not kidding. I am so incredibly brain dead and fried right now. I apologize. You're very cranky. Yeah, it's not even that I'm cranky. I'm just I'm I'm spacey. Like my name's Kevin. Uh, one more question. Uh, Oh man, you didn't appreciate that joke. I, I did, but I was literally thinking um, this week's um, roundtable. Yes. Uh huh. Who's going to be on it? Don't know. Okay. Uh, Keith Schillen. I know that. That is definitely one. I was wow. just wondering you if you were. No. Well, I always could, but uh, I know that the hardcores. We had been discussing that. Oh yeah, in no. the Discord. I'm gonna have to offer somebody on there because uh, the amount of work that they're doing in the betting for hardcore section on Discord, it's insane. 
And this is why you need to go to uh, patreon.com forward slash between rounds to see what we're talking about. Sign up for a hardcore tier, otherwise you don't get access to it. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, you probably don't want to be on the round table. Round table is getting recorded Wednesday night at 9.30 Eastern, which I have no idea what time that is. Um, uh, that's like 3 a.m. Perfect. We'll see you then. <laughs> I've yeah. got to work on Thursday. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, no, headed your way round table, uh, beaten after the bell on Saturday. Uh, you're calling fights. Also, beaten after the bell on Friday. It's a very busy weekend. Beaten after the bell of Invicta FC's Phoenix series. We'll go oh, down. Nice. Yes. Myself and Phoenix series two winner Miranda Maverick going to be uh, on the air recapping the night of Invicta action. And then uh, Sunday, you need to head over to UFC Fight Pass and watch Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds 2020, the featherweights. And you are going to be calling this, correct? Yes, me, Ben Saunders, and Brandon McCaffron. Very so, nice. Watch. So everybody knows that you've got three fantastic nights of, well, one day, uh, mixed martial arts, and everybody should be tuning in. Yes, do it. Uh, how do people watch your show? Uh, I will send out a link because uh, they end up doing a YouTube live, but I normally only have that link on the day so they can find that on Twitter at Nick Albert MMA. All right, perfect. Uh, I'm at TJ DeSantis. Follow us uh, everywhere at between rounds underscore. Um, I got to take a nap. Nick, I apologize. Uh, you're, you're a fantastic human being and uh, I love you regardless of your phlegm level well you, you, i will go through and i will buy that new microphone i'll order it tomorrow on amazon just send me a link again that's not going to help you uh, you just uh, you just need to like clear your throat it'll be fine i'm just <laughs> it's a good thing there's an ocean between so us so exactly i was yeah. and a continent <laughs> yeah exactly all right you uh, wait till you wait till wood's marriage his wedding comes up i'm gonna fly out there and we're going to do beat down after the bell instead of his wedding party. Perfect. You know, I'll feel better about my current situation or my old situation if that's the case. If I yeah, can no. if I can do no, never mind. Just forget about it. <laughs> I got to go. He's Nick Albert, I'm TJ DeSantis. This has been Beat Down on Between Rounds.